podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, we are welcoming back a much sought-after guest uh, who's been uh, a bit busy, I'm told, last couple of months, and we are going to hear why shortly. Welcome back to Armchair Cricket Podcast, Leah. Hello, everyone. Oh, sorry. Um, that went down the wrong pipe. Um, <laughs> yes, um... Hello, everyone. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, very nice. Hello, Ajit. First of all, glad to have you back. But more importantly, also very excited with all the changes and updates you have been making. And uh, as you have requested, we can get to that towards the end of the episode. But all in all, how have you been doing? Very well. Thank you very much. All right. Let's uh, maybe first take a look at some of the games and uh, news from this episode or the, mm-hmm. this week, I must say. So, first of all, are you catching the India's uh, the limited over series that's going on in West Indies? Yes. Yes, uh, I have been. I've been uh, following uh, on, various, on various media. Um, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast did a watch-along for the third match. So, mm. I was mm. watching that. And, nice. of course... Um, Cricket West Indies is uh, actually streaming the games to YouTube uh, free of charge. Exactly. So that's really, really nice. Uh, and of course, living in Europe, uh, it's also going on at a very convenient time. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, one of the things I really, really love when cricket is played in the West Indies, especially if it's close to summer, you have uh, an ideal sort of a time where, you know, uh, it begins in England around midday and it then, by the time this is ending, the West Indian cricket is in full swing. So you're very lucky to get a lot of cricket. Yeah, I think I think it, even even the test matches start at uh, 4 p.m. my time, I think. Correct. That's very good, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> All right. In any case, I don't know if you were surprised by how much India is struggling in the West Indies, at least when it comes to T20s. Uh, well, um, of course, there was a there was a hope after the great performance in the Test matches, um, but you can never underestimate the West Indies in T Twenty. They have a lot of experience in in that area because uh, they have a lot of players that um, are what you would probably call mercenaries um, playing in the best leagues all around the world. So there is talent in. T20 in the West Indies, absolutely. So it was a bit unexpected, but not really shocking. If we start off with the second T20A, the first one ended even as we started the previous episode. So the first one we already discussed. But Mm. the second one, I mean, India would think, you know, they missed out at the end. They probably thought it was their game. But some strange captaincy decisions by Hardik, or do you think that those were the right ones? I'm 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 not I'm not sure. I think he he mis um, mismanaged his bowling attack. Hmm. Akshar never bowled, but that can like, happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. 
exactly but but i mean with 3 overs left and with spinners really i mean when it comes to spinners i should say one guy yeswendra chahal having one over left he had three overs from three bowlers like one over one over each so he had one from mukesh one from arshdeep and one from yeswendra chahal mm-hmm. and ha- mukesh had just bowled an over so he had a choice in fact should have the bowling should have gone to yeswendra chahal i dare say Yeswendra Chahal may have considered a six. I think he was a bit worried about the big hitting of Akhil Hussain and Alzari Joseph, and it was still run a ball, right? More or less run a ball. Mm. So he thought if these guys go for a six and they succeed, the run rate pressure will go. But I dare say that is the right, absolutely right thing to do. Even at the cost of considering a six, if you can get one of these two out, Obed Mekai can't bat much. That's my opinion, <laughs> right? Not, not, re- yeah. I, yeah i think he missed a trick there giving the 18th over of the innings to uh, i think he gave it to arshdeep who was costly then he gave the 19th immediately to mukesh so mm-hmm. again i would have still given the 19th over to yeswendra chahal i mean you think the game is in trouble why not try and buy two wickets at the cost of a boundary or even you know all it takes is one yahoo shot and the ball goes straight up in the air right so i thought that was weird and uh, i don't know what he was doing with aksar patel who came in uh pretty much lower down the order number 7 and then he didn't bowl much i mean him coming at number 7 is not a surprise him not bowling at all was a bit of a surprise for me that day yes absolutely and and especially uh when you consider um i think in the in the third he was really he was bowling very well mm. uh in the second in the third right in the I third mean, he had, he went at uh, run a ball in the third and took a wicket as well right yeah. so he was proving a point to his exactly captain. so i mean that was a bit weird but if you go back to the earlier in the innings i think india missed a trick tilak verma and hardik pandya were sort of well set i thought they would take india past 160 so on that uh, pitch right in providence square mm. 160 is always a very challenging score i thought unless you get away to what happened in the third game like a very swashbuckling innings by somebody you are always in the game and you think you know all you need is probably 160 and like if you can keep your opposition to around 65 70 by the 10th over of their innings you are in the game you are mm. rather in with a good chance you think right something something weird happened there i don't know what and tilak verma is doing a fantastic job he's continuing on he's showing he belongs at the highest level I mean, it's very nice to see this guy play with the confidence he's playing. Yes, um, and I mean, it's it was his. Let me just have a look. It was his. The the, the he has only played three three international T uh, twenties, so um, he's he's right now averaging sixty nine point five in T twenties. Not too bad, eh? No, no absolutely not <laughs> and i think his strike rate is also very commendable i mean he uh, burst yes. onto the scene yes around around 140 um which is which is crazy as a as a stat line i have to say absolutely absolutely i mean if you have your number 3 and 4 both um going at a strike rate of 140 150 well, you won't ask for anything more right you are in a very good position that way but coming back to the second one hardik pandya did his bit and between him and akshar patel and i think they are actually you know you, if you look at bishnoi arshdeep yeshwendra chahal and mukesh kumar they have a longish tail and you are worried you know you are not if you give them four overs they might not get more than 20 or 22 runs from that mm. and that is really a worry 
from this 11 right so this is sort of new fangled 11 no rohit no kohli no shami no bumrah right so this is brave new india air quotes trying to experiment trying to get a few things in place mm. and frankly resting a lot of people trying to give them some time away from the game before the circus really starts up leading to the world cup right so when you look at all that i mean west indies so ravi powell i think roman powell he calls himself roman roman powell yeah. yes he does a very good job there and he's had a wonderful contribution in every game with the bat yes and what do you think of his captaincy style first of all did you notice any change i think it was a it was a in the first in the first two games it obviously worked better than in the last one but um i really liked his i liked his captaincy he he strikes me as a bit of a natural in the role so i really liked it mm. and speaking of speaking of brave new india uh, isn't um isn't bumrah set to return to mm. The national team for India for for the Ireland tour. I think I read something. He's set to captain in Ireland, yes. isn't he? Yes. They didn't want to rush him too early, and yes. by the looks of it, it's going to be pretty much. I mean, the series is going to start in a couple of days after this one. So when before after this one ends, the one yes. in West Indies, there are two more games left, and sort of more or less uh, very closely after that starts the new series. So the overlap in players might not be very much. Right, mm. so the fifth is on thirteenth, and I think twentieth or something they start the next series. So uh, the eighteenth, eighteenth even. So five days. So the people will just fly from point A to point B, halfway to India, and they're going to start playing there. That's going to be interesting. But you know, Indians would not be too disappointed because this is this is sort of when it comes to the fast bowling attack, Hardik Pandya, Mukesh Kumar, right, taking the new ball more or less, Arshdeep mm. sort of finishing it off. You if you add if you replace let's say mukesh with shami and hardik pandya will stay in the 11 but add bumrah to this mm. the spinners have been doing pretty good i mean kuldeep yadav has really found his range in the limited overs games this tour i thought and yashwendra chahal is experienced enough that at least the second game i expected he would have won it on his own right so you won't expect both of them to play together but you have somebody like ravi bishnoi akshar patel ravindra jadeja somebody breaking that and being in the 11 right so does this still look like a good indian attack for t20s for you or not well um it it might be a very good indian attack i think uh, and and i think the biggest advantage of india right now is that they have ireland coming up um so as a warm up for for limited for limited overs icc tournament you can you have the the luxury to be able to experiment a bit with your lineup there i think mm. um so um i think it still looks like a very um very good indian attack provided uh, bumrah is really fit and um can find his way back into into playing form mm -hmm. relatively relatively easily um yeah i think it's a it's still a good indian attack and um let's see what they do uh in in ireland uh when as you said they probably won't have a lot of overlap with this series so there's a lot of um players that were rested for this series uh given a run against mm -hmm. ireland uh to to strengthen well the depth for the world cup probably absolutely so then the batting you know 
if you look at the batting you'll see yashasvi jaiswal or ishan kishan ushumar gill has sort of made the position his own potentially mm. right then you have surya at 3 you may have so i would say instead of yashasvi jaiswal i would look at rohit sharma and instead of tilak verma i would see kohli in the 11 <laughs> so the real question is have the seniors actually done enough to deserve a spot ahead of these youngsters well i you can't you can't leave kohli out of a world cup squad <laughs> you you can't you can't do that and um rohit is captain in 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 odi so you can't leave him out either um yeah but um yeah a lot of lot of people have been have been doing uh have been have been um making a very strong statement uh for their inclusion um i guess varma is on the cusp of becoming a, a stalwart in limited overs games mm. for india for years to come kishan has been has been uh, pretty good mm-hmm. yeah as an as an opener i was going to ask you about the keepers in a separate question but now that we opened up you have kishan samson yes kl rahul if he is able to come back from injury mm. pant is still too far off so let's yes, leave yes. him out of the question yes yes within these three i don't think all three will fit in a squad right so no no definitely definitely not they will i guess they will take two keepers for for the world cup squad and i think it will be kishan and samson yeah i mean at least we see that uh, kl rahul is not going to be fit in time for the mm. uh, asia cup so that that that's sort of the cut off i would expect yes right so i think he might have uh, his chance might not come this world cup but he might be put in reserves i mean either way if they really want to back the uh, experience of kl rahul then whoever misses out which is samson and i sense that's a bit harsh on him but if he does miss out he'll be in the reserves as soon as he's required he'll come into the squad so if you look at it the squad sort of picks itself even the limited over squad um for the world cup and even the reserves or the squad plus the let's say two or three extra people we mm. more or less covered them so well let's look at the result of the third or t20i as well quickly i mean surya kumar yadav had to come good sometime yes and that was a that was a really a really good innings by him uh, 83 of 44 with a strike rate of 188.63 mm. this is a this is a pretty good t20 innings and they were what was that around the 10th over they had the required rate down to um around a ball basically or below pretty that much. yeah 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 absolutely i mean that blitzkrieg that he brought out yeah i mean i think he was unlucky to miss on 100 there were enough runs left and uh, he could have easily made that and sort of his body language showed he was frustrated when he got out that's nice to see yeah i mean i think he's making up for a fallow run of form Uh, leading all the way back up to ODIs and so on, mm. and that's a good thing. And also, I thought when you look at uh, the bowlers, I think Ravi Pawel again played out of his skin. Between him, Nicholas Puran, they I think they made sure that you know at least the very high score would be posted. You saw it coming. India would be looking keen to chase this, not let the series die here before they even go to America, right? Yeah, I was I was hoping yeah. for it because uh, if. the west indies had won the third one uh, mm. all we would be left with uh, are two dead rubbers so um mm. to keep the series alive uh, this was a very dominant performance i thought 
Ah, it's, it was pretty good. I mean, even though this was the highest series, uh, total of the series, I don't think it was ever in doubt. I mean, Yashasvi Jaiswal, I think, and Shubman Gill had the clear mandate to go after the bowling. You saw that their body language was different even though on debut, I think Yashasvi Jaiswal started swinging from ball one. Shubman Gill also had his eye on the ball. And he was a bit unlucky, Shubman Gill. He sort of had his eye in and yes. he went straight to, right? He would be a bit disappointed with that. But um, yeah, Surikumar Yadav finally found his groove. Tilak Varma did what was required from the other end. All the way, even still scoring at, you know, 120 plus strike rate. And then he accelerated a little towards the end. So that was an ideal sort of a, you know, uh, air quotes anchor, if there is such a thing called anchor in a T20, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there have been anchors and anchors who've played at 100 strike rate, but let's not go there. Coming away from that, I think India will be very relieved. And I still hope, you know, Samson gets at least one more go mm. um, with the gloves and maybe two more goes with the bat, I'm hoping, in the series. And he's given enough chances to sort of score the runs and make himself a clear content- contender when it comes to the World Cup. Absolutely. So, at least Asia Cup, I would say it'll be him and uh, Kishan going through mm. unless KL Rahul stages a miraculous recovery or something or miraculously proves himself fit. Otherwise, these two will go and then yeah, all the best because look, Ishan Kishan with a double hundred at the top of the order and enough batting to show. When Ishan Kishan and Rohit Sharma want to open in ODIs, then Gill will have to slot in lower down. And that also means, you know, there's no point in playing somebody like Gill at five. No. He should play, yeah, three or four, right? He needs the time and he can give you all the runs you want. So with all this in mind, I would say it looks pretty settled and Indians will want to go and, you know, still win the series. They don't they don't want to give any series win to West Indies in this entire tour, I guess. Absolutely. Because they won the test, they won the ODI series, so they'll also want to do this. So it's going to be a tight couple of games. So I'm expecting neutral venue and a lot of Indian support, I expect. In these. Yes, absolutely. Uh it's it's and it's it's crazy. What 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 is a, a ticket is something like hundred and twenty dollars? Something like that. Wow. Yes. That's Lord's prices, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Nonetheless, I guess uh, it's a time for the US Cricket Association to cash in because there are enough expats who are willing to go mm. out there and spend that money. Right? Before we completely go away from the US cricketing scene, did you catch any of the M- MCL at all? Uh, n- not not really. Uh, I, I have to admit, um, I saw that... Uh... Uh, Mumbai Indians New York uh, won the final. Hmm. Speaking as a Mumbai Indians fan, I'm not really comfortable uh, with that naming choice for the New York team. Do they call themselves Mini or something? This is the joke I made previously as well. Yeah, Mumbai oh, Indians yes. New York Mini. <laughs> okay, no. All right. I think they call themselves my New York, my Joe Berg or something. My uh, yeah, yeah, yes, M M I M I New York. Uh, yeah. They should have should have called themselves something something uh, a lot funnier or or or, hmm. or wittier, like um, I don't know the New York Ramkisuns or stuff like that. Uh, after... <laughs> Ramkisuns, yeah, ra- Ramkisuns, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a where did you pull that out of? Fantastic name. Yes, there's a there's a um, one of the central characters in. Uh, the the excellent novel about New York past nine eleven and cricket and the West Indian ah. um, diaspora in New York City and cricket in New York City uh, called Neverland. 
um, yes. has, a, has a character called Chuck Ramkisun, uh, who is central to the plot. I see. I see. So, I mean, come on. What you're asking is... Uh, yeah, but it would, have been, it would have been nice. I mean... Oh, yes. <laughs> no, it would have been a real... I mean, look, you're actually taking from a story that's sort of set in that part of the world. But then, I mean, the erudition you require is probably not really possible for the yeah. fans around the world of MI, right? So anyway, but nonetheless, fantastic idea. And maybe those that are you know, making these sort of decisions, listen to this and take some creative input <laughs> on how to name teams, right? Uh, cricket would be even weirder if people that are in positions of power and uh, can make decisions... Uh, take advice from me <laughs> i mean come on you you're well read and you support cricket yes 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 Very but it but it, but it would definitely be quite weird hmm. all right uh we'll see how that goes yeah who knows right who knows who's listening all right moving on uh to some of the news stories from outside the cricketing game or on the field mm. well what is this with PCCI really proving themselves to be inept. Yes. You know, nine games, like potentially, I was I was reading a tweet of um, Nakul Pandey, formerly of mm-hmm. Lovers, right? That That's one-fifth of all the qualifying games in the World Cup. Oh, they have been moved, yeah. including an India-Pakistan game. Yeah. And then the tickets go on sale potentially just 41 days before the tournament kicks off. Yeah, this is, this is really, this is really, really, it, it, it's, it's going to be absolute chaos i mean this is i, I don't know but but um I, i don't understand how um the bcci failed to to um put out or suggest um a good schedule and and how the icc uh who are basically uh responsible for this event because it's an icc tournament um of course didn't say okay get your get your ducks in a line we need a schedule now uh we mm. need to we need to uh start selling tickets i don't know um how long in advance you can buy tickets for the football world cup but i think it's about a year or, yeah, or something yeah. like I mean, that world test championship final we bought tickets four months ahead of time nearly yeah Yeah, three three months even. Yeah. yeah, yeah, three months. As soon as the finalists were decided, I think they started selling tickets. But yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know what was going on, man. So, but anyway, nonetheless, um, I think there are. It happens like that in India. Things get done in the last minute and so on. I think they are also doing it the same way. I think they didn't take all the security forces and all the people who provide security in the city, the paramilitary and the, you mm. know, the police. And then they got some feedback saying, you know, tomorrow, 15th of October is actually a festival. Why are you doing it? Mm. There are also rumors, right? In one of our previous episodes, I guess said, you know, it's also Babaradam's birthday. And Babaradam has never lost a game on his birthday. So why do you want to play India on that day? Or why do you want to play Pakistan on that day? Right? Yeah. So, and so on. Um, so we don't know. We don't know what the real, um, what the real story behind this is. But, you know, um, that's a bit weird. Yes, it is. Right. And so England, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, England, Afghanistan. And of course, also, you know, Australia, Bangladesh, England, Pakistan, but the most important one, India, Netherlands, which was supposed to be in Bangalore, my hometown. So uh, not that I wanted to be there, but, you know, one can dream. 
it's been moved by one day yeah a bit weird but okay let's hope at least there will be no more last minute changes from here on in and at least the tickets will go online because look the problem is they're still not doing too much of online sales you have to take a ticket like you have to book it there and but you have to go collect it in person like from a box office in an opera okay. or whatever that's a bit weird yes because i mean how do you plan it if you are a touring group of uh, you know people who will travel with your team yeah. i mean this is like a big income right so whoever you are you wouldn't completely ignore this because this is a huge income for your um, stadium yes. for your entire tourism industry if you know it will be not a insignificant number of people traveling i expect in the thousands who will travel supporting their teams right yes absolutely there will be uh, probably um the the australians and and the english fans and stuff like that and i've actually heard from some dutch fans from the netherlands who who were planning on um hmm. supporting their team and and these people will have to uh schedule their well basically their vacation on on really hmm. short notice 40 days around that uh halfway around the world it's um it's quite an ask i would say it's a bit challenging yeah i mean we dutch would do anything to get away from the weather if you know it so, yeah. <laughs> right yeah all right all right so i mean i'm only hoping this this thing sort of settles mm. giving people some chances yeah. to plan their holiday or plan their vacation plan their time away supporting their teams and sort of the tourism industry within each of these big cities also gets a small boost and you know they get some time to enjoy also the local delights the food mm, the yes. scenery, i don't know something around there to travel and see so you would want to do that if you are that close in india i mean how many times would you want would you get a chance to go to india if you go to india you would want to make it count right absolutely you would exactly so this this is all a very realistic thing i don't know if bcci sees or cares much about it but i hope they do from now on so that's one thing the next one we also see that there are some interesting news developing out of uh, pakistan's mm. cricket board mm. so inzamam who was appointed first to the cricket committee is now been appointed as the uh, chief selector once more yes. and he's also made his first squad pick any ch- any surprises there for you let's start off with the appointment and then let's go to the squad itself uh well uh i was a bit i was a bit surprised that uh, they have given him that job again after um the last time being very critical of his work because um he apparently had some non cricketing criteria for picking players <laughs> what does that mean i would like to know more i mean i can th- imagine what okay, does that uh, mean okay yeah okay uh inzamam uh since retiring uh from cricket as a player um he's mm. he's been he's been um a member of some religious organization that um has a a very weird missionary zeal mm, mm, they are mm, they are a uh, uh, a religious society um of missionaries and he has been criticized multiple times during his first stint as chief selector that um he selects players based in part on their piety and their religious like- views uh, and he was actually sacked for doing that. Mm. So this feels this reappointment feels a bit weird actually. 
look i mean i mentioned it in a previous episode that sometimes in pakistan it can be a bit of uh, musical chairs people go uh, just step out for a second before they are brought back in in a different role and so on mm. but i mean look his his experience is second to none or bar a few people yes. right he's been the captain he's been a long standing international player and i hope he can keep those other interests of his from interfering with a pure merit based selection yes yes right i i absolutely i absolutely hope so if you look at the squad mm. the prelim squad from pakistan so they have picked it for one the afghanistan series and also the world cup preliminary squad let's mm. just call it like that right so most teams put out a squad with about 45 50 days left mm. so so have pakistan so any surprises so first of all no shan masood in there and fahim ashraf has been brought back very promising uh, let's say a uh, medium pace all rounder you have a decent spin attack they are playing after all in india which is pretty much mm. home condition so you have usama mir mm. shadab khan vice captain yes. aga salman who's been doing very well has been uh, included right you have mohammad nawaz very steady mm-hmm. and of course there is a new player tayeb tahir any idea do you know what he does tayeb tahir uh no i don't think i have uh, seen any of him I think he's just a batsman. From from what I see, he's a top order batsman. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you have Abdullah Shafi- Shafiq included, and also Saud Shakil, very deserved inclusion, I would say. Mm-hmm. But Saud Shakil for now has only been included for the Afghanistan series. But who knows? Yeah, he yeah. will probably be on standby come the World Cup, and who knows what's going to happen there. But fantastic to see, you know, people like Aga Salman because he's a spin all rounder. He would come in very handy. People like him, mm. right? so that's always nice to see and it's a youngish squad what i like is mohammad rizwan is the wicket keeper mm-hmm. there is no backup for him that's, that's interesting that's the one thing i thought that's really interesting isn't it because they are in india or they are close by they can always fly somebody out even for over a weekend i think even babar azam is able to keep if required right ah, yes. i dare say i dare say fakhar zaman can keep he's done it mm, in some yes. games so you have some backups even if tomorrow you have a game and you absolutely need someone you have somebody who can fill in not not a full keeper and the longer the game the more important the keeper's role becomes right the shorter the game even a stop gap can in theory do the mm. job so maybe that's the thought process i was a bit surprised i expected if the former captain surfras if he doesn't fit the bill you would still give a go for one of the you know the new guys you would give them as a understudy this is as good a chance right but i have a feeling they have enough options in the squad that they don't have to worry too much about so maybe even tayyab tahir may mm. maybe able to keep i don't know so either way just to see but their strong uh, their strength in you know fast bowling afridi and nasim shah are bowling really well haris rauf is on the up you have fahim ashraf mm. right so with these many people i think you're almost always covered because you would expect two spinners one probably spinning all rounder and two fast bowlers yeah. or maybe one fast bowling all rounder two fast bowlers and two spinners this is how you will see the makeup of most teams in india in the subcontinent probably guess, probably yes and right i i would i would say overall except for for the for the wicket keeper this is a very well rounded squad and uh good to see that they give ashraf khan um the vice captaincy i think mm-hmm. um he's probably going to be uh, the next captain of pakistan i would say i would hope so i mean he's not made his place in the test 11 but i hope he does that 
but he's a very experienced cricketer these days he's played enough around the world and he can bat mm. he can bat very competitively as well so that's good right so from there the last news about pakistan cricket well their players are set to receive a historic hike in the new contracts i mean this is now you know as much as pakistan rupees 1 million a month mm. that's 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 very very high it's one of the biggest increase you know this is now nearly rivaling a very very prominent contract even sometimes i don't think england england probably pays more but this is very good if you are living in that part of the world this is very very lucrative money i think it might be one of the more um one of the more important things that somebody like ms baul haq who was sort of an advisor to the board chief sort of has been leading this sort of uh, discussions and he has let's say the backing of the captain or rather the back captain has the backing of ms ba so mm. you know they're able to take it forward i think najam sethi who's who's was the pro- former uh, head of the board i think he was not right away still uh, agreeing to this but also uh, some nocs that were being uh, more readily given previously were he wanted to prioritize players playing for pakistan and keeping themselves fit mm. and not just go and play in the off season yep. so but now ilt20 some other tournaments may get more people from pakistan also playing is after all in the middle east right so yeah this is this is very significant and at the end of the day it's always nice to see a board prioritize their players at the end of the day they are their main earners isn't it you may earn a lot of money through advertisements and other revenues but this is still your main revenue your players your games that your players part uh, you know take part in so yeah. it's always nice for me it's always good so that's a welcome change to read about and now we were discussing about the squad of pakistan in the meantime australia have also released their um, preliminary squad mm. which also you know sort of will play in uh, india as well as the odis against south africa thoughts on this squad well i mean uh manas lobshain uh, is the big uh, omission from the squad mm. but i think it's 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 really good they um brought on another leg spinner mm. uh in 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 sanga yes comments is probably going to miss at least the first game of the South Africa series um Maxwell is out of the South Africa ODIs for paternal leave I think mm-hmm. mm, it's it's not really that surprising a squad because I don't really rate Labuschain uh as a limited overs player that much or that high he's a bit of a he's a bit of a red ball specialist in in my view mm. no i can understand he is a long term player and it's okay mm. i don't think he'll quite become the pujara but no. it's not a bad thing if you do right what i really like though is the spin contingent so you have zampa sanga yep. aston aston agar exactly glen maxwell yes right and that that's quite strong because you can always have one or two seam bowling all rounders like you know mitchell marsh mm. right cameron green right and popeye stoinis so you have enough firepower there so you might expect an australian uh, 11 that bats all the way down to 11 mm. right pretty much warner is there right at the top you have a lot of experience steven smith travis head right because travis head has sort of made the opening his own pretty much yep and you have josh english as a backup for alex carry that's nice yep. to see and when you look at the all rounders you have quite a few shauna bot cameron green mitchell marsh right yeah hang on 
and of course Stoinis and captain Pat can of course bat. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't help but make that rhyme. Sorry. <laughs> so nonetheless, that's a very strong squad I think. So they've put their best foot forward. They've included enough spinners, right? And they have also given chances to some of the uh, talent that has sort of come to the top. Tamir Sangha being the case in point, for example, Aaron Hardy, mm. right? And these people sort of coming to the fore through BBL. Nathan Ellis with his pace, right? And Nathan Ellis also played already in the IPL, mm. so that's also yep. important. Yep. And Josh Hazelwood has retained his place because he can give you that that unhittable first spell, you know, because most teams will look to get off to a quick start. Mainly in the Asian conditions, I think 300, 320 is on par. So, if you start well with the ball, it's going to be very, very crucial between him and Stark. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat Cummins may actually come in first change, but we'll see how that mm-hmm. goes. Really. Mm-hmm. So, plenty of plenty of options there for uh, Pat Cummins himself. Himself. So, I say it's okay. I mean, they're not going to miss somebody like uh, Marnus because his place might as well be taken by a more... Um, more, let's say, enterprising batsman like Josh Inglis or an all-rounder like Cameron Green, right? So you have enough, you have enough firepower already, uh, right up in the top four. Then you can always play a little bit with your five six, and then you have a bunch of all-rounders, right, who can finish the game. So that's that's quite good for me. In either case, I can understand where the Australian cricket board selectors are coming from when they dropped Mister. Um, because you see that you know he's averaging 30 that in itself is not a bad thing just when you combine it with you know the sort of strike rate and everything he's sort of going to come in at four mm. in a test match mm. smith and marnas work together that's good but in a one day both of them are going to be very heavy yes. on 11. yes exactly right and there's no point in keeping him in a bench or in a squad situation where you keep him as a backup for smith you might if smith ever gets injured give give english a go I'll give another bowling all-rounder a go, a little higher up the order. Play Stoinis, Maxwell, all of these together, right? So it's going to be fun. Yeah, this so is... I look forward to yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is absolutely an Australia squad to look forward to, and I they will they will absolutely make uh, the knockout stages of this tournament. I can't I can't see them not uh, being in contention for the title in this tournament. I mean, the way this tournament's uh, setup has been organized, it ensures uh, none of the big teams will miss out. I think yeah. no surprises. Yeah, that's a bit of that's a bit of a gimme. But okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Some other news. Some other news. Prithvi Shaw, who's sort of fallen back in the pecking order. Mm, yes. Had a point or two to prove. I caught the highlights of that ODI knock or limited overs knock. Mm. Any chance you saw it? Two forty-four of no, one hundred fifty-three. I actually did not. I uh, just read about it um, because I was busy at the time. No, it's uh, very good. I mean, this is even though even though one has to say that uh, the one day um, uh, the Royal London One Day Cup in England has been put on the back burner. I think due to the fact that. Mm. I think the the uh, the talent isn't there anymore in the squads because um, people get more money for playing in the hundred right now. Of course. So of course this is this is really this is really sad. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, that's an excellent innings, two hundred and forty-four. Yeah, and I, I I think I think it it probably helped him that 
this is a a smaller stage maybe uh to get his mm. to get his confidence back um absolutely look i saw a couple of things one the ground the outfield was lightning fast mm. right the other one uh, it was slightly smaller on one side but that was the same for both the teams you may say what i really noticed is he has a 28 boundaries with i think double digit number of sixes mm. but the most important thing is he was 40 of 40 and then he finished 244 of 150 odd balls mm. so he literally went at 200 strike rate after that right mm. so most of those were just placed boundary shots where he trusted himself to just go on and just place the ball knowing that the outfield is good enough mm-hmm. there are some very clever dinks that just beat short third man that just beat point also on the leg side just placed past if the ball shot at him he would just place the ball between square and fine leg and this sort of stuff right so you saw a lot of clever batting mm. and that's a good thing to see that maturity look he may be a bit lost currently in the bigger picture but for me uh, even a 27 28 year old but much wiser prithvi shaw can win you games can win you series by himself this is the way i look at it he is definitely a three three format player for india but he'll have to earn it that's mm, the most important yes. thing isn't it yes um and i think i think maybe uh, he will he will miss out on obviously miss out on on the home world cup but i think innings like this um will not go unnoticed and he will be back in the picture at least in 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 uh one day internationals next year again i think absolutely ah that's right and i think he'll make sure he comes comes in the picture mm. and he's not missed right? um let's let's see what was the what was the bowling attack by by somerset here brooks lanard bashir lamb camphor mm-hmm. oh yes curtis mm-hmm. camphor not too yeah. bad i would say not too bad actually look i cannot place everybody in that mm. uh, but at least two or three jack brooks is very famous yes and uh, of course uh, curtis camphor is an international but i think he treated everybody with equal amount of disdain mm, yeah <laughs> it was a it was a good pitch the ball came onto the bat but he played himself in and then took off mm. and that's what you need somebody like him to do that's what rohit sharma has been doing for years yes once rohit sharma gets going the train which has played 30 40 balls and got his eye in and then that train can't be stopped mm. i mean he went out to hit 264 right so we know that so at the end of the day this is a good thing and i think cheteshwar pujara also hit 100 recently in the limited overs mm. uh, games in the uh, so that's always good royal london cup so he is always had the quality and uh, he'll never make a, make it to the india limited overs squad but he still shows the hunger in any format to come out and score 100 is a big deal that's what i'm thinking at yeah but but right? but 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 uh, pujara not making the india squad is less a statement on how poorly pujara plays limited overs as against mm. how deep the indian player stocks are in limited overs games right i think that's yeah um i think pujara would actually make um a lot of other national teams in limited overs in dravid did it right dravid did it for you know 12000 runs or whatever yeah. so i mean but dravid was also always evolving i mean we we don't we don't uh, forget what he started as and what he ended as right so that's quite something 
that's just uh, um, a note to that person individual himself as a player mm. so pujara i don't think shows that kind of evolution but nonetheless he's playing in a different era yes ravid started well before t20s were even yep. he had played 150 200 games before t20s mm. something mm. so then he could you know i think to end up with 300 plus odis that was a credit and it's just that pujara is born in a different era that's yeah. how i look at it so it's okay you know but that hunger is important that's what i said that at the end of the day you're still showing hunger to knock off those big runs mm. against quality opposition in foreign conditions so it's always nice mm. absolutely now a couple of other small news yeah yanendra malla who was the former captain of nepal has announced his retirement relatively early 32 but we see that in sometimes in associate or um, near the teams which are top uh, or teams which are near the top of the table mm. you see this sort of behavior mirway uh, sashraf those people also of afghanistan they retired early because they went into administration mm. so they went on the behind the scenes they went into coaching they went into administration because uh, because they were new and they knew how the world cricket worked their body their cricketing bodies chose to retain their services and make use of it mm. so well i just think you know he probably had one or two good years left but maybe he didn't see himself coming into the new new ethos of this nepal team he built the nepal team that became today's nepal mm. but under rohit powdal they're doing really well and yanendra malla uh, the player probably can't break through and they don't need his captaincy or anything anymore so well it's okay he did his bit and he will always be remembered as one of the architects of you now building the team yeah. and taking it to where it now today is and building stars like powdal himself kushal bhuttel sandeep lamichane all of these people who are today you know stars of nepal mm. cricket were sort of brought into the team and nurtured by this guy yeah so that's always good and so yeah i mean he's done his bit we wish him all the best absolutely uh, with the latter half of his career and maybe yeah, as i said we may see him uh, more behind the scenes in a managerial in a coaching mm. role that yet remains to be seen right yeah and in a last story there's a bit of a reversal in the last episode we had said manoj tiwari has hung up his boots yeah he's after all you know he's i think a member of an elected uh, body from his uh, part of the world and you thought you know much like mashraf murtaza you know mashraf murtaza also a bengali from across the east of yeah india from bangladesh he retired and then i mean he didn't quite sort of retire but sort of transitioned uh, to a politician even while he played and then slowly faded away into the background right something like that you think that's what manoj tiwari also would do but then he chose to pull a tamim <laughs> instead he's going to come back he's going to play another year yeah thoughts on that yeah um i mean how old is he now i think about 36 okay 35 36 yeah. yeah i mean um apparently he's 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 doing it to to try to win uh, the ranji trophy which yeah that's a um that's a tough ask i would say for bengal i mean he, he he's not in the he's not in the picture for international selection so okay all right i mean i always thought you know he could have been given more games but it didn't transpire that way and mm, yeah he hit 100 very close to uh, mm. one of his last games was 100 i think i previously i mentioned in an episode his last game was 100 i was wrong there but i think in that series he hit 100 in what was going to be his last series so he had nothing much to prove he gave it his all that's okay yeah. that's okay his chances didn't come india has always had a very strong middle order and he's mostly a middle order batsman he will mm. not go too far high up the order so that's always a risk you have and that's okay so well 
if he plays another format so apparently august 8th he's retired and then 9th mm. he came back something like this yeah so something something then, like that yeah no somebody maybe the president of his board snehashish ganguli the brother of another famous sort of ganguli yeah and 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 ganguli said something about it uh, uh he said he mm. was he was really surprised at the decision to to retire exactly i mean in his case i think he he was sort of already feeling the pinch because apparently after he declared his retirement on social media his wife was taken by surprise and she scolded him saying what are you doing and so on mm. and then that sort of prompted him to speak to the uh, association board president and he said yeah you're always welcome so that's that's always good yeah and apparently uh, ganguly wasn't wasn't um wasn't really on board with the way he re- uh, announced his retirement um right so tiwari getting another season is this is basically his farewell or uh, benefit season i think mm. right. so that's good yeah isn't it? as we so, as we say in germany it's a uh ehrenrunde a lap of honor uh and i think yeah. i think he gets <laughs> to he gets to enjoy that uh he's he's played uh nearly two decades mm. for 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 bengal so um yeah he gets to enjoy one more lap of honor i would say um yeah go mm. for it very nice all right those are all the new stories mm-hmm. that we want to discuss but well i think it's now time to yeah, okay. probably unveil some <laughs> of the latest updates you've uh, made to your uh, let's say repertoire yes Leah. so what have you been up to yes so um i've actually decided to um to jump in with both feet and i made a made a podcast channel on youtube um which is primarily in german so if you have any german friends dear listeners um that you uh, want to introduce to cricket uh i think there's a starting point for you there uh no in no actually i'm 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 just doing um basically intro introductions for germans into the weird history of cricket uh explaining a lot of the historical baggage uh behind stuff like the ashes the border gavaskar trophy um give people um the background they need to understand these rivalries for example like in the ashes or the border gavaskar trophy Mm-hmm. giving giving people the background knowledge that they obviously uh do not really have because uh this is not like football in germany um and i'm doing i'm also doing for for the important series uh like the border gavaskar trophy the ashes i've been doing daily updates in german at the end of the day's play i actually got into English live commentary uh, as well because uh, Gorilla Cricket asked me to uh, cover basically the white ball stuff, the white ball leg of the women's ashes for them and so I got some people together um, to help me out a bit for that and we did the 30-20 and the ODI legs of the women's ashes live I plan on doing the India in Ireland series later this month at least the second mm-hmm. and third matches because um during the first match I'm actually um 
in in Cologne because my mother-in-law's birthday is coming up. And nice. yeah, and I'm 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 not I'm not uh dragging my my whole streaming setup over there for for the two <laughs> days. I'm sorry everyone. Uh I will be um live for the second and third matches and um there might be some other live streams coming up also in English. Um during the time that there is no no cricket commentary uh, on Gorilla Cricket because a lot of listeners asked me uh, if I'd be willing to help out uh, bridge the gap between this the the end of um, end of the Ashes and the beginning of the World Cup uh, and I'll be doing that and then um, because the World Cup is really well covered by Gorilla Cricket and White Line Wireless. I decided to try to do uh, German live coverage of selected games, where I will um, pick out games based on on my sympathy for the teams. And I think one of the first games will be uh, Afghanistan versus Bangladesh, um, which I think will be because of the because of the date and the time. Uh, probably one of the first games I'll try to cover and I'll see where it goes from there. Yes, uh, the, the channel is called Bescheuert is called the Spine. Basically, uh, you can, you can try searching it on YouTube if, um, you feel confident in, um, in German, in German orthography. But it's basically, uh, it's the weirdest way you could translate silly short leg into German. Um, <laughs> Because yeah, yeah. It, because a lot of the a lot of the uh, fielding positions uh, can be if you if you put your mind to it can be well technically correctly translated into German and really sound weird in German. So that was the mm. that was the idea. But I guess uh, Ajit will uh, put a link uh, to the YouTube channel in the description of this or in the show notes of this podcast uh, and you can check it out. And um, yeah, thank you very much everyone for listening because there have been a lot of uh, English speakers listening to the, to the ashes stuff. And yeah, if you want to get your German friends into cricket, uh, please recommend my channel. Thank you very much. Perfect. Glad to hear you've gone in. Yeah. Full. And uh, you, um, I hope, you know, you make a success of it. I hear your channel is picking up some traction. That's always great to hear. And uh, as I told you off air as well, long may it continue. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, then. We wish all our listeners also a good day, wherever they may be listening from. Thank you once again, Leah. Thank you for having me. A pleasure as always. Bye-bye. Bye. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.